This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined you by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hey. Hello. All right. Today we're going to be talking about the Nightmare Before Christmas. La 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 la. Spooky music. All right. Everyone knows this is a Tim Burton movie, but he did not direct it. That's right. I just learned that recently. I did not know that. Common misconception. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And uh, what else? I was going to do a little bit of facts here. Try something different here. But I already lost it. What year did this come out? It was It's a Disney movie, but it was actually released under Touchstone because they thought it would be too hardcore for Disney. It's too violent for the, for the Disney audience. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, were they around. Yeah, and now as Scott mentioned, you can't go <laughs> through the park without Jack Skellington everywhere. So I think it starts sometime like mid-September. They changed the whole damn park to Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, it's like, and through January, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, we we got the two holidays there. Why not cash in? That is true. I know. 1993 is when it was came out. When it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys probably know this movie better than I do, but do you know who voiced Jack? Danny yes. Elfman. Well, that's when he sang the songs. Yeah. But when he just regular. Who is it, Scott? It is none other than Prince Humperdinck. <laughs> that is correct. Humperdinck, Humperdinck, Humperdinck. It's good to and be the king. Sally is played by the worst parent in movie history. <laughs> <laughs> or the worst yeah. slut in dog show history. <laughs> yes. The biggest dog it slut. Is, uh, well, I wouldn't I say know. she's it's, the worst uh, slut because she slept with a lot of people. Yeah, that would imply this, slut. like, well... I'm not getting laid. I guess I'm a really bad slut. Yeah. It's uh, Chris Sarandon and Catherine O'Hara, respectively. Yes. Is that Susan's brother? Crickets. Crickets. No, I'm seriously asking. <laughs> is he, I, is I he related to Susan Sarandon? I don't. I, I don't oh, Susan yeah. Sarandon. Okay. Uh, it's possible. I honestly okay. don't know. Doesn't really say. It sounds huh? like a job for the internet. <laughs> All right. So, anything you guys want to talk about before we get into our lists? No, we should just get to it because it's pretty much the whole movie. Oh, wait, real quick. Rules. Uh, they were they were married. Oh. Which is weird if they're brother and sister. <laughs> oh, Chris and Susan Sarandon were married. Wow. Yes. Okay. Take that, Andy Dufresne. So he, so he kept her name. <laughs> Wait, that's horseshit. And she didn't take Dufresne's name. She didn't become Susan Robbins. I don't think they ever. I don't know if they ever got married. They're like uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Oh. They might be married. I don't oh. know. I have no idea. Maybe they wanted. Then they weren't. They didn't want to have a conscious decoupling. <laughs> I don't know what that means. All right. Exactly. It's Hollywood people with egos too big to say that they actually broke up. Hollywood, California. Wrong. All right. Top five worst moments of this movie. Ooh, we're starting with the worsts. 
the worst. Uh-huh. Um, Alex, since you picked, you go first. Uh, the worst part of this is also, I, I really like this character a lot, Oogie Boogie. But the one thing that I don't like about him is that he he's not that creepy, and he kind of has no end game in the movie. I guess he's just a psychopath. I like his yeah, I like his songs movie. and his his whole area and stuff is pretty cool. But other than that, yeah, I've got a couple other things to say. He's uh, spoilers. I might be talking about it in my list. But, uh... Yeah, he's on my list too. I, I found him annoying and boring and dumb. That's all I have to say about that. Yep. Scott? Uh, my number five would be the opening narration. Just felt kind of pointless. I get, I get that this is kind of a kid's movie. Although, I think about all the people that love this movie. They're all people around my age. They used to shop at Hot Topic. Chivas age. But, I don't think Hot Topic would have stayed in business without this movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they just had... The narration, and then it was just never bookended, and just felt awkward. I guess in the, in the trivia, originally it was recorded with Patrick Stewart. Make it so. Uh, which which might have been cool. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't. I, I was already annoyed with the the unnecessary opening narration. You can still hear his uh, narration in the uh, official soundtrack, if anybody's curious. Right. But, right. Yeah, that might have been cool. All right. Number four? It's you. Oh, it's me. Uh, spoilers, at, almost at the very end when after Jack gets shot down and he goes into and he lands in the graveyard, which was an awesome scene. But then he's like, uh-oh, I have to make things right. And he just opens the door to uh, one of the mausoleums, like into the grave, and then all of a sudden he just pops back up into Halloween Town. And that just baffled me. Because it's like, didn't he supposed to go to like a remote part in the forest to find the trees to go back into Halloween Town, kind of like how we found Christmas Town? I just, I just. Well, no. Me. So, so, so they obviously go into the real world. So that's actually consistent within the logic of the movie. So they, on Halloween, they all go into the real world. Like they never really explain how they get back, what they do. So you figure, why not go through a mausoleum? But they don't make sense to me. No, because that's. They didn't show it because it's clay animation, and then it's, you know, <laughs> they didn't need to go out of their way to show that. So, yeah. So pretty much all the other doors just lead to the real world. No, actually, the doors—the doors are a different thing. You're talking about just how he got back. Yeah, because he went into Christmas Town. Right. Through, but where he was delivering oh, presents said, wasn't Christmas Town. That was the real world. Yeah. Oh, okay. I never thought of it that way. I always thought he was in Christmas Town when he was doing all that stuff. No, no. I mean, they don't show how he got back from Christmas Town, so I guess that's kind of open. That's this, up in the this air. Movie but, makes, but him going through the mausoleum makes sense. This movie makes more sense to me now. <laughs> so I always thought he was delivering presents in Christmas Town. Okay. No. No, each holiday has its own town, and then, and then there's they the... go into the real world whenever. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. I get it. That's how I understood it too, but. Well, yeah. Well, I'm stupid, and I love this movie. <laughs> that... Okay, I'm gonna. There's another thing on my list that might have to tie into that <laughs> explanation, so we'll, we'll we'll see it when it gets there. 
All right, uh, my number four is the doctor in the wheelchair. I just don't like the way he looks. It's... Oh, you didn't? I thought it was cool. No. I just the weird weird duck face. Yeah, I just I didn't care. Like I'm very as you'll see, I'm very hit or miss with um and mostly miss with Tim Burton mm, characters visuals and stuff. And uh yeah, that one just is not of all the characters I saw that that one was the least I was like, Oh god, this is stupid. So Doctor in Wheelchair, I don't even know his name, but don't want him. Don't like him. He was he, he was easy to knock knock out though. He falls for the same trick over and over again. <laughs> That's true. All right, Scott. Uh, number four, yep. right? So uh, this kind of goes back to what Alex was saying. Is uh, I wanted to see the other doors. Like, what, what was going on with that? Um, and why was it that Jack was the only one that ever found that? He basically walks for a few hours and he stumbles into that forest. Like, how did nobody else stumble across the, the trees with the doors in them before? Just saying. Plot hole. Yeah. Maybe they they just painted no mind. Yeah, mm. I guess. I went. I went. I guess they're all like in their weird. They're literally in their own weird little worlds, yeah. and they just don't think about ever leaving. But you know, at some point, somebody would have stumbled out there for some reason. I want to go and see. Yeah, I mean, St. Patrick's Day door. Yeah, what? Well, I would never leave that. He's <laughs> yeah. drunk the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, if I was in Easter Town, I'd get the hell out of that giant rabbit. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, number three, Alex. Where's the, where's the Oktoberfest door? It's true. Mm-hmm. My number tr- three is uh, yeah, there was <laughs> there was uh, no trick or treating when they were when the in the beginning of the film when they were celebrating Halloween. But since they go into the real world and do mischief and stuff during Halloween, and then that's when they would do all their trick or treating. So. Uh, this is null and void, I guess. <laughs> Since they celebrate Halloween I, and Halloween Town differently, I I don't I'm not following you, man. Because they had this big parade and it's oh it's Halloween time and everything, but there were there was no like trick or treating throughout that whole thing because I thought they're celebrating Halloween like the stupid way, where's the candy and and whatnots. But if they do that in the real world, then that makes sense. Yeah, I. <laughs> I don't really know what they do in the real world. They just scare people. Yeah, they just go around Halloween scaring people. And, and steal candy. Yeah, eh, sure. Why not? They get treats. And they give Charlie Brown rocks. <laughs> they sure do. All right, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, number three, Prince Humperdinck. I hate him so much from that movie that he's number three on my list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough said. He's a wart-faced Warthog buffoon or whatever the quote is. That is number three. Warthog face buffoon. Scott, number three. So I kind of wish there was a little bit less time in ha- spent in Halloween Town, a little more time on the Christmas gags. Because for me, that was the funnest part of the movie. Or the funnest stretch of the movie, anyway. Uh, just all the, the weird presents and all the screwed up things that were going on around town. And... Uh, I really like the the policeman answering all the phones and how they took Christmas as like a real thing. The police go around announcing that Christmas had been was canceled, basically. Uh, yeah. Like that. That's that I really like. So maybe a little more time on that. A little less time and showing all the weird stuff in Halloween Town. Mm, I see. I think it would have been a better experience overall for me. 
I, did you guys notice the movie's only an hour and 15 minutes? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. It's, the, it's, a, it's a bygone era. Yeah. And if it wasn't needed, they didn't put it in. Mm-hmm. Like, like Patrick right. Stewart. And animation. So wait, what kind of animation was this? Stop motion. This is... Yeah. Stop motion. So no computers? I, I, nope. I keep saying clay animation, but it was puppets, not necessarily just clay animation. So no computers. This is 93. This is like Jurassic Park, so I doubt there was anything. Um... They they had to use computers for some of the stuff, like the uh, the Oogie Boogie Shadow and things like yeah. that. Um, well, uh, unless they well, yeah, it was supposed to. Oh yeah, yeah, no, because it was a separately animated shadow. That's right. But that could have been just cartoon they, animated. Yep, that's true. Uh, but yeah, it was almost all of it was just stop motion from what I could see. Huh. Pretty good. There's a lot of work for those guys, but it'll last forever, so good on them. Yep. Yeah, I know. It's, cr- it's crazy. They they just had a uh, making of for Kubo and the Two Strings, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Ex- ex- extremely cool to watch it, at least in like a sped up <laughs> model. But uh, yeah, it is pretty nuts to do movies like this. All right, Alex, number two. Number two is Jack Skellington is supposed to be the scariest dude around, but... I mean, come on. Not really. I know this is supposed to be a kid's movie and stuff, but <laughs> meh, I was not impressed with his, oh, yeah, I'm on fire, and then I jump into the pool. Eh. Well, they they do a couple things that kind of hint that he's like a little scarier than, than they let on. Uh, like, at one point, he scares the little minion kids. Yeah. He, I don't remember the Lock, names. stock, and barrel. They're yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, he, t- he takes like his finger in his mouth, and he like pulls his mouth open, and all of a sudden he has these huge fangs. So I think he's like, you know, when he wants to, he can be scary. I guess he just didn't want to. And yeah, I was underwhelmed. All right, uh, my number two is the Curly Mountain. <laughs> what Ooh, Tim like... Burton and his curls? <laughs> Hate that shit. La, 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 he was heartbroken la, la. when the witch got. A house dropped on her. Yeah, I, don't know. I did really like that. The, it's funny you mentioned. That. I really like yeah. that shot. A couple times when they're like in the beginning of the movie, he stands up there at the end when he's standing up there. The with, uh, Sally. Yeah. Maybe if it wasn't in every other thing he did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's in Big Fish and it's in Alice in Wonderland. It's in everything. God damn it! There you go. Number. That's my number two. Curly Mountain. Scott, number two. Uh, the the snot monster. I don't know why, but it just grossed me out. That's pretty much all I have to say uh, about okay. that. Like, stuff was just constantly dripping off of him. It's just gross. It's unnecessary. It's garbage pill, kid. Yeah, yeah basically. All right. Alex, number one. Worst thing about this movie. Uh, it's just creepy. There's this one clown and stuff. He's kind of fat and round and everything, and then all of a sudden he just pulls his face off, and there's like a void of nothingness in there. It's very, it's very freaky. So that character was voiced by Danny Elfman. Scary. Spooky scary. There you go. <laughs> all right, and my number one is this movie just reeks of Burton and Elfman. <laughs> Even though he didn't direct it. Yeah, it's still, yeah, he did. He wrote it and art directed. I guess he pushed the art direct. Eh, you know. And I used to love him, but I, I, I say that, and then I go but look back at all the movies, and I don't like most of them. You don't like Beetlejuice? 
I don't. Oh man. I mean, I don't hate it, but it's like I don't see what the big deal is. I don't like. Um, well, I like Pee Wee Herman. And I like Batman, and that might be it. <laughs> what about Big Fish? Yeah, that's good, but it, it, it's still at two. It just reeks, it reeks. <laughs> uh, so there, there, there it is. I said it. Ale <laughs> Scott, number one. Uh, Oogie Boogie. <laughs> you just did not get what they were going for with this character. The first time they really even mention him, Jack says, "Oh, don't get him involved. He's no good, whatever." And he's clearly a jerk, but like I don't know what his deal is. Yeah, he does the weird gambling thing, but they never really like elaborate too much on that. Uh, and then he's they I guess they needed a villain, so he kind of filled that role, but. Yeah, it was just a weak character. Mm-hmm. Um, even yeah, I, you know, I kind of liked his design and his voice, but yeah, he just seemed unnecessary. Well, all three of us had him on our list, so I think that's a good sign that he didn't work. Yeah. yeah. Plot spackle. All right, now let's move yeah. on to our top five. All right. Let's go. La, 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 la. Is it me? Is it G- me? Yeah, Alex. Oh, okay. I actually do like the general art direction that the whole film <laughs> took on because there's really – there's kind of no, like, straight lines, especially in Halloween Town. So it it has, like, a, a very well-worn, like, handcrafted feel to the whole film. I get, well, the, the, I know the, it's stop motion. Well, there's, so. there's, there's straight lines. There's just nothing that's, like, completely vertical. Yeah. Like, everything's at an angle. Like, it was handmade. Like, you could tell. And that, that just helps me appreciate all the hours and all the man hours and, and craftsmanship that it took to make, like, all the sets, all the all the puppets and everything. So, yeah. Well, believe it or not, my number five is pretty much the same thing. It's very original looking. Mm. <laughs> Even though you so, hate it. No, well, I hate it because it, cause everything else he did after this. Um. It's like, it's hard to go back and watch this now and not... Oh, this is obviously Tim Tim Burton, Danny Elfman, the same music he does in every fucking movie. This is the same look that he has in every movie. But the first time you see it, and this was one of his first things, it is original. So I give it respect. I give it props for that. It does look cool, and exactly what you guys just said. So I, I know I'm making an, uh, no sense, but to me, it is original at the time, but I can't – it just bothers me that it, he hasn't changed ever since then. <laughs> gotcha. There it is. Mm-hmm. Alright. Scott, number five. So my favorite character was Sally. Is Sally. Uh, I really like the scene where she escapes um, for the first time and the second time, but she lowers the basket out of the window and then jumps out the window. Basically, you know, just smushes herself on the pavement and, like, her arm falls off and her leg falls off. She has to sew herself back together again. But the way they do it, it just... You know, she doesn't seem bothered by it, and she has this innocent quality uh, that it's kind of driven home in that scene. Uh, so yeah, I really like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I want to jump in here since that she's my number four as well. So just same thing you just said, but also because she's the one that most reminds me of a character from the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer cartoon. <laughs> I don't know if it's her voice or her movements, but whenever I saw her, I was like, oh, this she just reminds me of – she belongs in that world. But the other characters really – did that for me, so she's four on my list. Well, she's. We'll just move to my number one because that's Sally. Since we were talking about her, 
Uh, I like her for all those reasons, of course. She stuffs herself just full of leads. That's all she's pretty much made of. Yeah. Which is awesome. But uh, she's the heart and soul of the movie, pretty much. She's the only one with any sense. She's made of leaves. And for all intents and purposes, her brain is also just full of leaves. And she's the smartest one in town. So that's why she's my number one. I like her. Sally Woo. All right. So what's your number four? My number four is when the when Jack is going around giving presents and the kid goes to the living room. He's like, Santa? What's your name? Oh, it doesn't matter. Here. Here's a gift for you. <laughs> then he opens the gift and there's no reaction from the kid. But his parents are like, what does Santa get you? And he just pulls out a shrunken head. And he's the kid is awesome because he's not he's not reacting to any of it, and his parents just immediately freak out. That gag just gets and he looks like Simon Pegg. (laughs) (laughs) There it is, and that's my number two on my list. (laughs) Shrunken head gag gets me every time. Yeah, Simon Pegg, shrunken head boy. (laughs) Glad you mentioned it. I cannot see that now. (laughs) It is. I remember that being on the commercials when that when it came out. Yeah, that was that was the big uh, punch. All the trailers and commercials, yeah. All right, I already said my number four was Sally. So Scott, your number four. Number four was the the bit about how Halloween Town didn't get Christmas. So Jack keeps pulling out. I mean, same joke over and over again, but still still worked pretty well. Where Jack pulls out the Christmas present and tries to explain it to him and. Everybody's got their own idea about what's supposed to go in there. Kind of culminating when he pulls out the stocking and someone says something about, oh, is a dead foot supposed to go yeah. in there? <laughs> I think it was the mayor. It's like... Yeah, and so they, like, everybody's got these weird ideas about it. And, yeah, that was a good scene. <laughs> That's good. All right, mm-hmm. Alex, number three. My number three is Zero, when they do the riff on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. When it's Sally, actually, is one of her clever ploys to try and stop Jack from going through this crazy plan. Uh, makes the town very misty, so much that Jack can't go on. Oh, this fog is so thick, I can't take off. And then his dog Zero is this dog ghost. But what's really awesome is that his little nose lights up because it's a tiny, tiny jack-o'-lantern with a candle inside of it. So that's why it lights up. And he and he uh, fills the Rudolph uh, roll, and they're able to take off for this horrible Christmas he has planned. Yeah, I like that gag. Yep. <laughs> no, it's, I didn't know it was Jack Lantern. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty. You good. can see it in like pretty much in that shot where it's close enough so you can tell. Okay, it's pretty. Awesome. Uh, my number three is Jack using the scientific method to just to figure out what Christmas is and looking at the ornaments and the microscope and just. All that's just that the whole montage of him doing that. I just thought that was really clever and the the different stuff that he was doing. Like like the scientific equation like comes out to three hundred fifty five point something. Yeah. So, like you know, close to three hundred sixty five, but not quite. Mm-hmm. I think they 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 might have filmed or at least storyboarded a longer version of that where Jack does uh, a few more gags of him trying to figure out what Christmas is through the uh, scientific. Well, whatever they had, I really liked. Yeah. So pretty good for me. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott, number three. Uh, this is just one brief spot of animation that kind of wowed me. 
when when Jack's having his uh, what is this number when he goes to Christmas Town? Um, at one point, for just a few seconds, he steps on a carousel and starts uh, yeah, walking yeah. in the opposite direction that the uh, carousel is turning, and just it looked awesome. <laughs> and it was impressive, like knowing that you know all the work that goes into stop animation. It was very impressive. Yeah, I really like that whole it. sequence. Just a little brief moment. Uh, I didn't notice kind that. Kind of wowed me. Going along with that, segue into that, number two is, yeah, the, just the animation and the technology that they invented for this movie. Um, all the sets, of course, you know, were huge. The, uh, I think Jack was about maybe, what, a foot tall? Maybe shorter? Like the whole, the whole puppet that it was? So these sets had to be, I mean, they're miniature, but they're gigantic, and they had to build, like, special tunnels and stuff for the animators to go through all the places without damaging anything. They also invented like some sort of alarm that went off whenever one of the lights wasn't working or was busted. What's that? What's that, Eric? Mommy, what did mommy do? Oh, okay. We'll go talk to her later, okay? <laughs> and there you have it. That's my list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, my number. What are, we on? what are we on? One, two, two. Well, Alex did his yeah. one already, so yeah. So his two is his last one. Okay. Well, I don't know. Or, or I already did my number two. So Scott. So my, so my number two was the same as Jeff's number two, which was the shrunken head. Okay. There it is. It's a pitch perfect scene. Yep. All right. Cool. The number one, Alex. You said was Sally, right? Yeah, I love Sally. All right. And my number one was another montage. It was like the the townsfolk just like locking Santa Claus out, boarding up the windows, blocking the chimney. <laughs> that was awesome. all that stuff. That was pretty funny. Um, yeah. Turning up all the fires in the fireplaces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that just, all that stuff. The police going out. The 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 spotlights. Hey, they're giving us lighting directions and stuff, and they start trying to shoot him down. Just that whole little montage of him delivering gifts. That was pretty well done, pretty cool. And uh, Scott, number one, number one, uh, as as a musical on the whole, it was pretty solid. But the the whole opening number, the this is Halloween, uh, I really really liked. Uh, it was the best number in the in the film, but uh, it was a really great way to showcase all the characters. Um, with the with a good song, uh, yeah, that was my that that first. I don't know how it run how long it runs like ten minutes close to it. Uh, yeah, that was my favorite part of the movie. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up that it's a musical and I that song was was all right and then the what's this what's this whatever it is I like that one the other one the rest of them I kind of just I didn't like like <laughs> I don't know Do you guys feel most of them are good or. Yeah, for, for the most part, they were good. Um, it is a musical, so it's like <laughs> the your mileage starts to go down on it really quickly. <laughs> yeah. When they, when they start just singing for no reason. Yeah. Another reason why this movie is only an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah. Yep. I guess, yeah, yeah, I guess it's better than sitting through a three-hour um, Les Misérables. All right. So our crossover was what, Alex? Top five skeletons in media and entertainment. Easiest list ever. Yep. Now, this didn't have to be one specific skeleton. So, there you go. 
Alright, well, what's your I number one? You I, I, I only have two specific skills. Well, this list is tough. <laughs> I came up with five. I actually came up with uh, yeah. five, and my brother yeah, gave I me one. With, so. I came up with five, too, you jerk. Oh, good for you guys. <laughs> good for you. So you don't want to do number five? Want me to get beneath number two? <laughs> no, I came up with with five. Oh. They're just not individual skeletons. Some are groups of skeletons. Okay. Like, my number five is uh, the Stalfos from the Zelda series. Hate those bastards. Right. They always jump away when you try to swipe at them. you got to corner them. And then there's a lot of them. There you go. Yeah. All right. So that takes, what, five through three on your list? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just one group of skeletons. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bet that Jeff and I have a similar one on our list. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. Um, all right. Well, number five... Is the Skullhead from Pirates of the Caribbean? I'm stretching here, guys. <laughs> this is um, the guy who tells you the dead man tale no tales right before the waterfall drop off. Spoilers. That's cool. I like that. I thought uh, I took the boys on that ride for the first time, and they loved it. They loved it. They weren't scared of that guy at all. I thought they would be freaked out, but no. Yeah, he's cool. It scared me as a kid. He's all because he's kind of. He's not lit very well, so it's 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 good. It's good. Were they scared when you held them over the side of the boat? <laughs> no, they wanted to jump in. Okay. Did they, they drink, drink water? water? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are the lizard kings. <laughs> All right, Scott, number five. Number five is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, where at the very end, Grandmaster Picel chose poorly, <laughs> and. Uh, turns into a skeleton. I think I yeah. get bonus points for that one. That's good. I you did see it happen in real time. But yeah, that's my number five. Should have that. Hey, and that's uh, Claymation too, stop motion. Yeah. So that one's nice. better than um, Raiders when he melts at the yeah. end? Well. Oh, that one's yeah. cool too. And that, that one's a real t- Well, it was well, time lapse, but it was a real thing. Neither one of those holds up very well. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, it does. Yeah. All right, that's I didn't think of either of those, so... Yeah. I, I just thought of another one like that, but I won't say it in case somebody has another list. All right. Alex, number four. My number four is... Uh, I'm going to say all the all the skeletons from Army of Darkness. They're hilarious. And a lot of great stop motion in that movie, too. All right. But yeah. And, and, well, more, and more Danny Elfman. And more Danny Elfman. La, 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 la. Going along the same lines, why mine would be the skeletons from Jason and the Argonauts. <laughs> I almost made my list. <laughs> oh, the original. That was my no- yeah, that was the my OG number three. Skeleton, skeletons. Yes. Yeah. Just to be honest, I saw that movie once a long time ago, and I really don't <laughs> remember the movie that much. But the skeletons definitely stick out, and uh, pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty, uh, pretty cool. I remember when when Ned Beatty comes out and says. Jason, you magnificent fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the skeletons appear. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Scott, number four. <laughs> number four, and Jeff probably has it on his son's list, so I'm going to steal some of his thunder here, but uh, Goonies, uh, One-Eyed Willie. It's not on my list. I totally forgot about that. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, the, I the, forgot about that guy, too. The, the whole culmination of their the whole adventure, really, and... Uh, and Sam Wise has this little conversation with him, and thanks him for everything, and 
And the Thank ship, you, Mr. Willie. And then the Thank ship, you. you know, goes out to sea, sailed by the ghost pirate Willie with one check. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that was definitely creepy. And with, um. It was cool. It was cool. Would a skull ever, like, have a non eye socket there? Yeah. Remember, he lifts up the, the eye patch. No, I know, but would that happen in a real skull? Like, if you lose your eye, you don't have a, a spot there. Like a Well, no, not if you lose your eye, but I think it was just born like that. It's safe to assume a pirate probably lost his eye in a sword. Yeah. All right. Eh. That was a good one. I, but, I, I mean, the... completely forgot about that. So I, prob- yeah. I probably would have made my list if I would have thought about it. Mm-hmm. Alex, number three. Jason and the Argonaut Skeletons. Okay. So you already said my number three. All right. Move along. Move along. My number three is Eddie from Iron Maiden. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. There you go. (laughs) He's awesome. Look at every Iron Maiden album and you'll know he's Mm -hmm. awesome. Represents metal in its purest form. Iron fucking uh, Maiden. uh, Iron Maiden's concert. It's an all-female cover band. Mm -hmm. And one of the... One of the guys from Iron Maiden plus Eddie, people dressed as Eddie, came out in the show. It was really cool. Yeah, I've been to an Iron Maiden concert, and they, the giant Eddie comes out on stage. I, f- I forgot what yeah. song it was, but it was awesome. He just, just running around. It's this giant thing. Sweet. Does, does he battle the giant robot? No. Yeah. Um, all right, Scott, number three. Number three is Conan the Barbarian. When, uh, ah, yeah, the Conan, Atlantean king. Yeah, Conan comes across uh, after outrunning some dogs, which bite him in real life. Check out that episode of HSF, folks. Yes, he falls down a uh, cave into like a ancient buried, uh, I don't know, castle, fortress or whatever. When he comes across the skeleton of a forgotten Atlantean king, and that's where he gets his Atlantean sword. Uh, just... Really cool scene with the. You don't know if the skeleton moves or if it just falls a, falls apart of its own, you know, just from Conan disturbing things. But it's pretty rad. He lost his now, sword. Now, did you think? Yeah. Did you think the first time you saw the movie, or one of the first times, that that was actually Krom? No. I thought it was. No. Because he says Krom, I was like, oh my gosh, the dude Krom, worships. Krom is strong under his mountain, but that wasn't really a mountain. That was more like a. Yeah, rock, molehill. Rock crop formation. Yeah. yeah. Outcropping. All right. Alex, there number two. Uh, my number two is that skeleton that Pippin puts down the well <laughs> in Lord of the Rings. Fool of a took. Throw yourself in next to... time and rid the world of your stupidity. He just had to touch the arrow. He's like, whoa, dwarf skeleton. And then the cave troll came. <laughs> Uh, that's a pretty bad one. I'm not gonna say that's good selection. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. All right, yeah. but my number two, I got to give credit to my brother. He's the one who came up with this, and it's kind of cheating, but it's not. It's the Cobra Kai in their Halloween costume from Karate Kid. Oh, yeah. oh no, I'll give it to you. That's legit. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Nice. I'll take that. He wanted me to pick out a single one, but I'm not gonna put Johnny in the list and leave out Tommy and, <laughs> and, and yeah. Bobby or whatever. Dutch. So. They gave him a front kick. Yeah. And they get their butts <laughs> kicked by Mr. Miyagi. So, there you go. Johnny, Bobby, Tommy, Dutch, and, I don't know, Jim. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, there you go. Cobra Kai Skeletons. Scott, number two. Reaching from Army of Darkness, which uh, Alex mentioned has a great cast of skeletons. I mm-hmm. I decided to try to pick out one in particular and not be lazy about it. Uh, well, they were all great. <laughs> it's hard to single out a single yeah. skeleton performance in that uh, movie. The, the one skeleton, when, when uh, after they've, towards the end, raided the castle, uh, things stop going their way. The uh, defenders start getting the upper hand, and one of the skeletons turns around to run, and the camera closes in, does a close-up on him, and he says, let's get the hell out of here! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. weird, foppish voice, and then you see, like, <laughs> you could practically see the guy beneath him, like, running along underneath the track. Like, yeah, it was just a yeah, dummy on a stick. Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> I, know, like, uh, I remember laughing, like, re- re-watching that part over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, number one. My number one is in Alien, the original, the disc jockey. I remember, like, the movie was all, you know, always felt weird, always felt like they're, you know, in space, and they had to buy their own food from these from the Tupperware and whatnot, but it didn't really feel like an extraterrestrial alien planet movie until you saw the disc jockey, like this giant skeleton thing and his chest completely burst open, which alluded to many horrible things to come. You call him a disc jockey? Because that's what they called him on uh, on set. That was the name of the whole puppet alien thing. Are you sure it was disc jockey? It was something jockey. Yeah, it was like space jockey or something. Oh, whatever. <laughs> you guys know who I'm talking about. Rick yeah. D's in space. <laughs> <laughs> Space jockey. This trucker. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, that would have been a good selection until Prometheus came out. And... <laughs> well, I didn't see that movie, so <laughs> oh, good. I still well, like that, him. That's, that's actually a pretty solid pull. That's, that's a good um, skeleton. Yeah, it would be cooler without Prometheus. <laughs> All right. All right. My number one, Skeletor. Oh, yeah, damn almost, it. Almost made my list. From the movie or the cartoon? No, the cartoon and the toy. The movie don't count. So one of my, I was mentioned another podcast. One of my favorite toy lines growing up as a kid. So I had to put him on the list. He had a squishy head and big muscles. So Skeletor wins. It's not quite a skeleton because he's got like blue skin and a body, but he's got a skull face. He counts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should have thought of that. <laughs> I Plus, just, like, like skeleton is part of his name, so yeah, yeah. I thought for sure that was going to be your number one too, but I guess not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Scott, number one. All right, uh, my number one, Terminator, the T eight hundred. metal. I thought metal about skeleton, it, but did not select it because it's endoskeleton. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I know skeleton is the name. <laughs> I know, I just didn't Te- want to use it. Technically, all our skeletons are endo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was freaking rad. The raddest skeleton of all. <laughs> Creepy, red eyes. Mm-hmm. They don't even need skin to fight. I like it. I agree. Like I said, I had it on my list. I tried to not use it just because I wanted to use real skeletons like Skeletor and Karate Kid guys. So. <laughs> real skeletons <laughs> from real movies. Um, I had a couple honorable mentions. Um... Jack Sparrow in the first movie. It's kind of cool. See, I, I thought about that, but I couldn't decide whether I 
consider them skeletons or just undead? Yeah, I. That's why he didn't make my my ultimate my five list, but let him on there. And then Kankley's pet Gobiner from EverQuest. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy. And uh, everybody knows that. Yeah. yeah. Alex helped with that on the, the list. Thinking about EverQuest character, I didn't want to use it, but it was funny. Gob Gobiner. I think that was my favorite one. <laughs> The enchanter you can turn into a skeleton. <laughs> skeleton. Yeah, skeleton pet. Yeah, yep. honorable mention. Uh, going back to Tim Burton again. Uh, Batman Returns. What happens to Christopher Walken at the end? I don't remember. <laughs> the gets, cats eat him. He gets electrocuted and turns into a skeleton. Basically. Oh yeah, that's right. I thought the cats ate him. We have burned out skeleton. The Catwoman makes out with him. Yeah, that's right. There it is. Anything else before we leave Nightmare? Right. Pretty good list. See? Diversified. All right. There you're right. All right. It's time for Alex's Day in Sports. <laughs> Alex, I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. So this is a, a sports ball movie. I mean, a TV show. Have you guys heard about this? Called The Pitch? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Heard about this? I'm hearing, I'm hearing good things about it. I haven't seen it yet. Is this the one where uh, they have a yes, woman? Yes, it's about a, a woman who becomes a professional pitcher, and I think what her name is Tarangalila, and she only has one eye, so it's mm. very hard with her depth perception to uh, pitch. Does she beat a lot of people? She does beat a lot of people. She like, goes down in history as the world's, world's worst uh, baseball player. Mm. Yeah. There it is. Go watch it, folks. All right. I have not seen it. I just have to say, um, perf- that movie, whatever you said was the pitch. Funny anecdote, so there was a movie coming out with Clint Eastwood. Uh, I thought it was called Perfect Pitch. It was not that. <laughs> it was Trouble with the Curve, which I meant to watch. Instead, I rented Perfect Pitch. <laughs> pitch Perfect, you mean? Pitch Perfect, sorry. With Jennifer Aniston? I don't Kevin know. Bacon. It was a musical about singing or something. I, I didn't finish watching it. But I thought it was... <laughs> musical about one- singing? Whatever. I thought it was a different baseball movie, and it wasn't. There you go. <laughs> Anna Kendrick? Funny. Is it that know. one? I don't know. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I think it's Why the not? Anna Kendrick one. Because I thought I wanted to watch a baseball movie. No, <laughs> not a musical. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh-huh. Okay, so Alex, what what happens when a player gets nutmegged? I can't... I can't believe you don't know this, Scott. This is very common knowledge okay. in sports. All right. Where uh, it's it's a term that comes from uh, it, it's used in baseball, but it's kind of generally describes can describe players in all sports. Where a player <laughs> is um, it's pre- a player is pretty good. He's very skillful. He's pretty good, but he's not quite there yet. It's almost like the coach has to add a little nutmeg to make him perfect. He needs a little bit more coaching, coaching to make him like a star player. Right. Kind of like a, how you add nutmeg to a dish to make it a li- taste a little bit better. Okay, okay. Wow. I like I like how you said it originated in baseball for starters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff. It did. It's like, oh, they, he's a pretty good pitcher, but he needs a little nutmeg. N- uh, so, Jeff, what what happens when someone gets nutmegged? As far as I know, is when you kick, go through their legs. Kick the ball through legs in soccer. Do they, I don't know do where you're getting term? your sources, Jeff. Do, but do they use that term in hockey? No, usually it's five hole. But five hole. Okay. No, they use spearmint in hockey. Yeah. Mm. I don't know why it's you called nutmeg sp- though, other than spearmint. They need more seasoning. <laughs> See, 
Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit more coaching. It's possible. I don't. Yeah, I, not knowing the origin, I just know that it's mainly from soccer, though. But yeah, All right. when I brought it up the other day, that a we were watching a highlight and a ball, a baseball, bounced off the wall, and the outfielder went to get it and went through his legs. And I said, "Oh, he got nutmeg." It's time for Neam News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Scott News. Okay, uh, I think we've all seen the John Wick Chapter Two trailer at this point. Yep. Morpheus. Yeah, I still have to see the first one, but yeah. No, the trailer. Oh, you, see, you haven't no, seen I the first see... movie. Oh wait, no, I haven't seen the trailer, but I haven't seen the first movie. Well, but I want to watch it. Look, short short story, even shorter. It's sequel for John Wick Two, and it looks awesome. Looks like more of the same, <laughs> but I'm okay with that. And yes, Sweet. there's Morpheus. What more do you want? What What's interesting is, I guess with the exception of the Matrix movies, Keanu Reeves usually stays away from sequels because he can kind of smell bad ones like Speed and um, or another one I remember thought of the other day. But <laughs> Ma- Ma- Bill and Ted's <laughs> Matrix Revolutions. I said besides Matrix, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. It looks like it's taking place in Rome or at least Europe. I don't know if it's only located in Rome, but that would be cool. Yeah. International f- yeah. flavor. Yeah. And Alex, if you haven't seen it yet, you're crazy. Watch it. The body's willing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I finished, in preparation of Luke Cage coming out, I finished watching Jessica Jones. Uh, okay. So, uh, quick review on that. I, I liked it. Um, Daredevil's clearly like going to be like the tentpole leading the way on those those Marvel TV shows on Netflix. But, yeah. but Jessica Jones is pretty solid. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I really like Kristen Ritter. Um, one of the things that they did in Daredevil that they did again here is they man- managed to make you care about the supporting cast, the, the non-superpowered supporting cast. Uh, yeah. They did a pretty good job with that. Uh, and you can never really tell, after two seasons of Daredevil and one Jessica Jones... You can't really tell who's going to become an important person. So I have to assume that everybody's. Gonna, now that I'm watching uh, Luke Cage, I'm just going to just going to assume that everybody that 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 gets some speaking time is going to pop up again and do something important, because that seems to be the mo. But uh, kind of like in comic books. Yeah, but yeah, I like I like Jessica Jones. Uh, I recommend. Yep, I like it too. Yeah. I like the villain makes that show pretty good too. Yeah, he was great. That was one of the better villains. Yeah, and awesome. Just about any comic book, anything. Killgrave. Yeah, it's like toward toward the end of the the series. Just <laughs> just keeps showing these scenes about how petulant he is and just whiny, and, <laughs> and he pulls it off really well. Yeah, I, I would say the only character I didn't like was the the dude, the the cop. I know, without getting out spoilers, the cop that yeah, kind of there. I, I, and... Yeah, I feel like they they did they tried to do too much with them too quickly. Yeah, because they were setting up stuff for next season. But... Yeah. Um, all right, and speaking of Matrix, Trinity's in it. That's true. Yeah. She fills up. She fills up another chick in that. It's pretty <laughs> hot. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned Luke Cage. Have you have you watched it at all yet? Or I so I watched the first episode. Uh, a lot of setup in that first episode. Uh, no, not, not a lot. I can of see why. 
Yeah, I can see why people kind of don't like it, because it's a slow burn. Kind of like an old action, uh, like a 70s action movie. But, uh, I, God, I can't remember his name, but the guy playing Luke Cage is good. Um, Mike, uh, Mike something? Yeah, I really wish I could remember. Um, but he's he's good. Looks like the cast is good. Um, the I really like the music. They kind of got this 70s oh, funk. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's like awesome. Someone was telling me that it was Wu-Tang, or at least there is a, I'm not sure, but... Yeah, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, um, yeah, I'll, I'm going to watch the whole thing. Like, <laughs> it's, it's pretty much done the question. Um, but I'm hoping it picks up a little bit more in the, the coming episodes. Oh, it does. Wh- I'm, I'm farther along in the series. I think I'm uh, five episodes deep. Yeah, it ramps up. Okay. It's pretty awesome. I'm three episodes in, and I'm having a hard time with it. It's it is slow. Like the, everything you said, the characters are good, but it's like, come on, this is a comic book movie. Something's got to happen here. Yeah, that's kind of nice. You know, uh, a nice juxtaposition to the the movie Marvel, because that one is you know, yeah, pretty much all action all the time and stuff. And this the Netflix ones kind of have time to since it's a series. Also, they have time to develop these characters a little bit more and everything and flesh out the rest of the universe around the movies. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of like that. I understand that, but in Jessica Jones and uh, Daredevil, it didn't feel as so so much setup and so much character development. They kind of make blended it in, it feels like to me. Anyway, like I said, I'm getting a little bored with this, and I don't know... I mean, I'm going to keep watching it, but I'm. It's, it's been a struggle the last two episodes, so... Hopefully it gets better for it's me. Good. Actually, it's terrible, Jeff. You should stop watching it right now. All right. Hey, speaking of which, I did give up on Arrow. <laughs> Finally, yeah, five, five, five seasons or five, five uh, uh, seasons, four, four complete seasons and half episode of season five, and I stopped watching. <laughs> so he never got to pull out his uh, boxing glove arrow. <laughs> no, but he was falling from a helicopter, and he just shoots an arrow in the sky, and his parachute pops out. So, yep, that was awful. Makes sense. <laughs> We're still watching Gotham, right? Yeah, well, Gotham's good. Is it, so Gotham's officially good now? It's not just... No, it's, it, it's... As the kids say, I hate watching it. <laughs> are, are you happy that Jada Pinkett Smith is back? No, she's the worst. <laughs> I, I don't know why. That one, it's... it's a, I'll call it like it's a guilty pleasure. That's all I can say. I, don't, I won't apologize for it. Fuck you, Scott. <laughs> But yeah, yeah I'll mention cool. Westworld. I don't know if you guys watched that yet. I need to watch I it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Too much good stuff. So that was really good. I watched episode one. Highly recommend it. Yeah, I was excited about that one coming out. So that wraps up this week. We're going to be talking about Scream. That's the Scream song, all right. I don't even know what the Scream theme song is. I think it goes like this. La, 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 la. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. The reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.